make that thing happen. Okay? You're coming up 76, 77. The fourth floor is becoming the standard, the four kick sound. Mm-hmm. Where's the, you, you talk about doing that Chinese type of rhythms mm-hmm. and stuff. Are you now at the beginning, like listening to what was going on in Philly to, mm-hmm. to help you create what you were getting? Yes. Like, what's part of these That's pieces? Great, of great Here, here's the thing. I felt that the music that we were making in New York could never compete with the Philly International. It was that was on another level. They were up here, we were down here. I, listen, I'm, I'm never going to get that twisted. They had the best musicians that money can buy, and they were a unit. You knew Vince Montana was on the on the vibes. You knew that Baker, Harrison, Young. You know those guys were there. You know they had the best musicians. They had the best recording studio. They were at Sigma Sound, the Cream Bay Look Cream recording studios. You know, we were, we were different. We had to make those records quickly because we needed to get that check. We needed to have to go pay that rent. We had to go buy that car. You know, we didn't have the luxury of like a Quincy Jones. You could take five years to make an album. Guess, guess what? If I had the money and somebody was paying me a million dollars to make an album, guess what? It'd be just as good as a Michael Jackson album because you got five years to make it. We didn't have that luxury. When you lived in New York City, it was hustle, 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 bustle. You know, make that dance record get paid, go to the next one. Make that record, get paid, go to the next one. Because we're trying to survive. And then we want to live, here's some real talk. We want to live like the rich white producers. We couldn't. They can make records at a slower pace, but they were getting five times more than we were getting but doing the same music. You have to understand, people have to understand that. You know, when, you, when we were out here, the labels weren't there for us. I'm here to tell you, none of those labels, none of those labels, they did, never said, Hey, Daryl, let's teach you the business. You know, let me have a good conversation with you. You're a smart guy. Let us teach you the record business. They teach you nothing. They want to get your music in those dance days, use you. Once you realize what time it is and you realize you're being used, they'll get some more people they can do this with. So there's as layers and layers of people that they can use. What made me different at the end, Lenny, is I outsmarted them. Because I said, you know what? I might not own the rights to a lot of music I made back in the day, but I own the rights to 100,000 masters that I bought and I own. I bought, you know, nine music labels where I own all the rights to the music. And I did that almost in retaliation for how they treated me. So I would buy TV show rights. You know, I started a company in 2004 called The Legends of Classic Soul. You know, we did 50 artists, you know, uh, Dennis Edwards' Temptations, The Whispers, The Shylights, The Dramatics, The Dells, Ray Goodman and Brown. We did them all, you know, and, you know, to preserve, you know, soul music or R&B music so we can, you know, preserve this so we can have this for generations and generations to come. Now, I'm right in the middle of an IPO with a company I have called StreamNet TV. You know, we have technology. So many of my peers, Lenny, and it hurts me to my heart. They don't change with the time. Look at all my dance producers. Who, who do you see? Tell me, name one dance music producer. This is no knock on none of them that can compete today, that can go out here Look young, look fresh, still have talent, have something to show for it. All these guys, they're living up in no, you know, one studio apartments, no money, not knowing where the next dollar's coming from, with nothing. And you give your soul to this business and you wind up with nothing. There's no pension for us. There's no pension. So unless you reinvent yourself. That's right. Lenny, unless you figure out other ways to make it, you know, you're walking dead. You're alive, but you're dead. You're not going to make it. So you have to get technology. 
You can't do business how business was done in 1980, 1978. You can't. You can't do business done in 1999. Right, right. Forget Rush, that. I'm going to get the subject line, and I love you. Watch this. Guys, call me. Hey, Daryl. Old time. Yeah. I'm dropping a new single tomorrow. I start laughing at him. You're dropping it where? Okay, everybody's got technology. You throw something out there. Where are you going with it? Where are you going? What are you doing? You have no money to promote it. Can't go to radio. You have no social media. You have no marketing dollars. You got nothing. You just, you just, just, just throwing stuff out there. Be throwing stuff out there. Well, you're gonna have to explain that a little bit to how the difference was that you did very little back then and got a few DJs to play things, opposed to what the, the system yes, is yes. today, an yes, algorithm-based yes. operation. Yes. yes so, yes. can you explain yes. that to these yes. people that are watching? Yes. Back then, in our time, we had what they called, as you know, we had record pools. There might have been twenty to thirty top record pools. IDRC, you know, with Eddie Rivera, may he rest in everlasting peace. Judy Weinstein, SOS, real record pool. These guys, if they got behind your record, they liked it. You, you did. You sold records. You said you sold units. We would go to record stores. We'd go to Vinyl Mania. We'd make the rounds. We had a new twelve-inch record. I would go to Rock and Soul store. I would go to Downstairs Records, Downtown Records, this store, that store, and get it played. Let people know that this is the new artist we're putting out. We would go to the clubs, see the DJs. It was more personable. It was more personal. You would see people. Now nobody sees anybody. Back, you know what? Back in my time, when you seen a record producer, Lenny, you could look at him. He's a record producer. Now, you look at these guys out here today, you don't know who's a record producer anymore because nobody has to look. So they would look like nobody looks like a record producer anymore. That whatever happened to that? None of these guys from my generation never changed their image. They look like a bunch of old men. They, they, they're tired. Change, I say, change your image, change your look, try a new hairstyle, put on some fresh clothes, fix yourself up, look like you, you can do something today. But if you're looking old and tired, who's going to do business with you? It's a young people's business. And I'm old, but I'm not going to work with a bunch of people. With all due respect, I'm going to work with the young people. Work with the young people. You can do it. You can do it. Just change with the times. The New York Yankees, you're not going to put guys on the team that's, you know, 60 years old. You got to go, you can make a commitment to the youth. And that's what it's all about. But Lenny, and the people don't get that. They don't understand that. So you got to be really careful. And I've talked to the, some of our elders. They're yeah. a little older than us, oh. a lot older than us. And then, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I also, you know, I, I'm not as, I'm not as forefront as you are. I'm going to be a little bit more like, well, you kind of have to do a few things, but if you don't understand today's business, that's all algorithm based, right. meaning that you don't even have to have any talent. But if you have millions of people following you, you can have a hit record just from that streaming. It's crazy. Watch this, Lenny. What I loved about my time, you had at the record labels, you had, we call them record people or music people. They loved the music. They nurtured your career. They had departments called artist development. I said to them, nobody knows what that is today. Artist development, what the hell is that? Nobody knows. They, they gave you touring support. There was sections in the music labels where they gave you touring support. They pay for your equipment, your PA system, your this. They would help you tour. They would help you do TV shows. Now, nobody does nothing for you. There's no such departments anymore. There's no, there's no love of the music. Now, at least back in my time, the music industry was run by music and record people. Now the business is run by 
accountants and lawyers. They have law degrees and accounting degrees. All they know is numbers. Now you're just, you're just a number. How many Spotify copies? How many, I mean, how many Spotify followers do you have? How many TikTok followers do you have? How many people are engaging? That's all it is. And, and you got the numbers, you get the deal. You don't have the numbers, you don't get the deal. It's real simple. It's real simple. You know, so we have, and by the way, I started a new music label called Stream World Entertainment. We have, you know, three or four artists we've signed. We've made music videos. I pulled back from promoting it until like beginning of January. We're going to put substantial money behind it. You know, timing is everything. And we want to do it right. I'm too old not to do it right. I want to do it the right way. And we're going to give these artists the support, you know, that, that they, they deserve. And also, I want to give a shout out. You know, we lost two of our artists, Lenny. You know, two people we worked with over the last two months. So a big shout out to, uh, to Raheem uh, Howard, who, who's one of the dancers with us. He's part of the Vern Williams family. You know, he's in our music videos. Big shout out to Jay Wills. He films all of our music videos. He passed away suddenly about a week ago. Peace and, you know, and, and, and made their spirits, you know, living, you know, forever. And those gentlemen will be missed. But so I have a crew. I look at me, it's like, I'm the older guy laying out of the bunch. But they're my guys. They're my guys. You know, and I just hope that, you know, that people can, you know, can have problems, have things in your mind, talk it over with people. You know, you're not sure about things. You know, talk it over with your loved ones. You know, let's not make rash decisions because you just lose people that you spend time with every single day. It hurts. You know, you almost feel like you failed them for Christ's sake. So, you know, this, everybody, you know, let your loved ones know that you love them. Right. If you have problems, please discuss it. A big shout out to Raheem Howard and uh, and, uh, and and Jay Wolf. You guys are loved, man. I mean, it's, and these, these guys are young, 27 years old, 32 years old, the whole lives ahead of them. And just much, much love, man. I just feel like I don't even sleep right at night because of this, because it just, it bothers me, you know, but I love these guys, you know, but we're going to keep pushing forward, Lenny. You know, and, and, I'm, and I'm hoping and believing that we can create new magic. You know, what we've done in, back in the day, that's great. But, you know, we want to push forward. We want to create new artists, new legacy. You have to. What else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right. What are you going to do? You're going to stop? You're going to stop now? Okay. Why? Why? That's right. And and you know what? I, and, and I feel like also there's a lot of unfinished business from my standpoint. A lot of things musically I wanted to do that I didn't do. So this is one time we're going to try to do it. And, and we have the capital and the infrastructure to do it. The marketing capital is so right. key. And the technology, you know, because I have tech, I own technology. And you can go to streamnettv.com and see it. We have streaming channels. We have our own, we have six people working full time around the clock developing technology. You have to be able to compete. You, you, you can't go nowhere if you can't compete. You have to have the resources to compete. You're going to get very frustrated. You're going to be so frustrated. You know, you need the tools. Like we said to me, hey, Daryl, you need a tune-up for your car. I said, okay, Lenny. And you give me a toothpick for the tools, I can't do it. But if you give me the equipment, give me the right bloody tools, I can give you a tune-up for your car and you'll be on your way. Same thing with the business today. Let's change. I say to my old school, my OGs, change with the times. Them days are gone. We can remember them. We've had great conversations like today. But adjust, a change, change your looks, change your attitude, change, you know, learn about computers. Listen, let me say this some money. I try to send artists royalties, right? I can't even send them money. They, they don't have PayPal. They don't have Venmo. They don't have nothing. <laughs> oh, and listen, I get a headache. I said, why do they, why do they even do this? 
It's it's like it's it's brain brain damage. Yo, can you come bring me the cash? Oh. Fees. You're like, oh. But wait, okay, so I got some serious questions. Yes. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Frankie Crocker, the chief rocker. Hollywood. Hollywood, baby. Hollywood. He made him break a lot of people's careers, man. Yes, he did. And I know you're <laughs> I know you part of that game too. Listen, that 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 gentleman, a, a lot of you artists hear me out from back in those days. Frankie Crocker not only helped make my career, but a lot of you too that are listening. And he deserves some fresh flowers on his grave every month. I thank him all the time for all the things he did for all of us. He was a, see, and that's just it, Lenny. New York City, Frankie Crocker, they were leaders. They broke records. When they got behind something, you had a hit. Everybody watched what New York City was doing. And Frankie Crocker led the pack, you know, and he, he was brilliant. New York now has become a follower. Everybody follows. No, New York is a follower. A hit is a hit everywhere else. New York is the last place to break something. It shouldn't be that way. Can I explain that to everybody why that is? Because I believe uh, the the main problem is, you know, radio stations like radio chains or conglomerates like Clear Channel programs all the music from a central location. Each program director in each city or radio station only program three songs himself. So if you got 35 songs in a playlist, the guy at the station only programmed three songs. So you got all these clowns trying to kiss the radio program directors behind to get their songs played. But you got to realize, you're not Sony. You can't give away PlayStations as gifts for, for the radio stations for, for promos. You can't give away big screen TVs. You know, you're not Universal. You get trips away to Disney World. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you giving away? What are you doing? You got nothing to give away. You got nothing to give nobody. So your music's not going to get played. So you got to go to Clear Channel and say, hey, listen, this is what the majors do. Hey, Clear Channel, we're universal. We're going to spend $10 million with you during this quarter. Here's what we want played. We want this, 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 and that order. And you don't stop playing until I tell you when. Because the stations make their money from advertisers. That's how the game is played. So all my comrades, you got no chance. You got. Did you hear that, everybody, what he just said? They dictate the show. They dictate. It's That's not right. the other way around. That's right. Now, wait. Now, let's go back in time. Let me, th- let me put you back in the spaceship back. Yes, yes. Roll the, roll the tape back. Yes. So there was a thing called payola. Yes. And he's at these record labels. Mm-hmm. So what happens there with guys like Morris Levy? They want to push yes. it. And they would say, we're going to push the button on this record. Right. What does that here's, mean? here's how this works. Morris Levy, to his credit, had you, no matter which way you went, he won. You know, everybody knows that he was involved with the Genovese and the Colombo family. It's, it's public record, so I'm not, don't stick me up, don't shoot me, right? He was sentenced for it. He was found, he was convicted of it, racketeering. So that's public record. But what he did that was smart and what people didn't know, not only did he have the DJs in his back pocket, he owned the manufacturing plant. A lot of people didn't know that Morris Levy owned the manufacturing plant that was pressing up the records for the major labels. The major labels didn't know it. And what Morris Levy did, he owned a chain of record stores called Strawberries. There was a big record store chain, which ended up being coconuts and all that Sam Goody and all that stuff. But Morris Levy had that. So records were going out the back door. 
So all the records that he was printing for Universal and for Warner Brothers and all this other stuff, all those records were wind up in his record stores and he would sell the records and kept all the money. So not only did he control the radio because he had the radio program directors in his back pocket and what the radio stations would do, frankly, say, okay, listen, I'm going to go on the Carol Williams record and we're, we're doing three shows for my station. You had to come perform for free. If you didn't come perform for free, your music was not going to play. You went there, did the show, you came and did the interview, you had a hit, you went to work. You, you did work. So we had to play that game too. When Frankie Crocker calls, uh, the 90.7 uh, 90 Kiss calls, uh, WKTU calls, you had to do their shows for free. And then the, and then the, the, the radio stations collected all the money at the door. So they'll get 2,000 people there at 10 bucks a piece. They made themselves 20 grand, 10, 10 20,000. They kept all the money, the radio stations. Right? So think about it. So they made money by giving these parties. They had the door. They paid off the radio stations. Well, the radio stations were being, you know, then, and then the, and Morris Levy had the manufacturing plant pressing up all the damn records. So it's a constant win-win for them and lose-lose right, right. you. Exactly. So right. you're going out, you're, you're, you're pimping, you're pimping the artist, taking it to the gigs, doing everything. That's right. Never get any money press called promo gigs, everybody. Promotional right. gigs. Right, right. Listen, Lenny, I've said this many times. People have heard me say it. You know, and I don't, don't mean to be a repeater. I break the music down this way, Lenny. Here's real talk. The music labels are the pimps. The artists... The music producers, the singers, songwriters, were the prostitutes. The people that go to the clubs and stream the music and download the music and go to the concerts, you're the trick. That's what this is. That's how I sum up this whole business. It is, is, it is never going to change. So simple, 42nd Street, the pimp is right behind you. You're working the car that's and right. you're just doing the, you're doing the that's job. It. And, that's, and that's, that's what it is. So you, how much money you give them? Well, they take all your money. They take all your money. Right. Guess what? And give you a what? couple right. of cents back just for you to maybe go get a sandwich. Let me ask you this, Lenny. Listen, Lenny, I've sold millions of records in my career. How come I made more money not making music than I did making I made more money not having hits than when I had hits. Well, that's what I was going to ask you next thing. <laughs> you said this now like this. You went, I'll take my 10 records right. and put it up against anyone <laughs> pound for pound. Anybody. And we're going to tell you this. This is from me now to you as an endearing producer to produce a DJ. They are some of the fucking greatest records of all time. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate and, that. Man. And we all say, and, and, and I see a lot of people, Kevin Hedge from BLS, they're all here. Molly Mall said the same. They were all shouting out to you. Brother, they love you. They're all there. They're all there in the chat. But here's great, the great question. Respect, Molly I love you, brother. Oh, yeah. Molly, everybody, they're all saying, what's up? They love you. Mm -hmm. Queensbridge and all that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Daryl, you're all over the city, bro. We know your name like synonymous. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. What that. happens all of a sudden? It's like, poof. You disappear. Yes. See? That's what you hear what I said. Poof. Yes. What happens? What happens to what? Why? Do you all of a sudden decide to either stop or change gears? There's a deciding factor that happens. Here's, here's what happens. Please share it. 
I've produced over 6,000 records that have come out that have been released. I've done that. And, you know, feel free to go to DarylPayne.com. There's a discography tab in the right-hand corner. Hit that. Just hit it. You'll see over 100 pages worth of credits. And you'll see around 6,000 produced releases, right? I've had, I've owned labels called Classic World Productions. I never went away. I've had over 500 albums on a, a back, catalog, back catalog label I own called Classic World Productions. We produced over 500 albums. We were selling hundreds of thousands of CDs a week to Walgreens, to CVS, to Best Buy. Well, that, that was my business. We had an office warehouse in uh, Aurora, Illinois. I owned a building. And we, trucks would come in and we're moving goods, moving goods all over the world. We know, I, you know, I was in partnership with BMG for years. I bought the rights to the Judy Garland show. Pine Entertainment was my partner from 1998, 1999, 2008. You know, I've done, done deals with Sony Television. You know, uh, they were my partner selling uh, 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 the Judy Garland show on television. So I've never stopped making deals. I just, right in the middle of now of closing a deal with P. Diddy, right now with Revolt. You know, we're doing big business with Revolt TV. Big shout out to P. Diddy. You know, uh, all my people there, James Brown, Mr. You know, Dave Duff. I love you, man. I did a deal this year with Mark Cuban. Right. So I'm still dealing and people, they deal with me. You know, I mean, I take care of business, you know, and, you know, it's great to take bows from back in the day, but I'm here for what's happening you know, today. You know, we want this new money. out here. No, today. we know that. No, no, we know that. But you got to understand something. You being as a forefront, hot, hot producer in the dance genre, all of a sudden you don't see any more of that. You know what I'm saying? What makes you, what makes you say, ah, F this, I ain't doing this. Or what makes you make the gear change? Because I, I, I wised up, you know, when, when you're doing something so long, right, it, it, you, you know, you, you get tired of it after a while. You know, you want to do other things. You want to do bigger things. You know, I want to be able to collect the money myself. When I'm producing for other labels, they're collecting the money for me. I have to go and chase them for the money. Listen, I believe in the Don King theory of business. The money comes here, then it goes down there. Once the money goes down there first, it's never going to make its way back up to you. So my thing is, is to, to own rights, own television show rights, own concert rights. You know, because of John Diaz, we know we own concerts by Sting, Meatloaf, Metallica, Lenny Kravitz, the Fugees, Buster Rhymes, Tribe Called Quest, Tears for Fears. We have the only concert by the Cranberries ever made. You know, it's all here. We have all this stuff right here. You know, so we're coming out with music channels, concert channels, streaming channels. You know, it's, it's about, I did that. I did that. That was during, for that period. And it was great. but. It's, it's got to be bigger than that. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be more to it than that. You know, you know, I, I'm 61 years old now. There's so much more I want to do with my life. By God's grace, hopefully in four or five years, I can finally retire and, and you know, just, you know, just take it easy. And, and, and you know, but I just, I'm still passionate and I'm doing music again. I'm here. I still have a recording studio here. We're here in Las Vegas. We have a nine room office here in Las Vegas. We have recording studios here, offices. We're here. And, 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 and by the way, I so let you know, let the people know, I have about maybe 10,000 tracks never released. That's on NPC 60. I'm coming out next week. It's been planned for the last two years. Finally getting to it. It's called Daryl Payne, Red Grooves, Volume 1. We have enough for every month. We're coming out with all these rare dance grooves from back in those days. Because what I realized, Lenny, when I was younger, I knew I was going to be busy with business. So I wanted to record all my music when I was younger. So when I got older, I don't have to worry about trying to recapture something from back in the day. I already have it. It's just updating the sounds 
put new singers on it, new lyrics, and away we go. So I have all that music. I never stop making music. I never stop making music. I have it all. But this time, the difference is when I was young, you know, we were chasing hits. The labels, here's 20,000, here's 30,000, here's 100,000. We were chasing hits. Now we want to build catalogs. We want to own the catalogs. Content is king. Content big big is time. King. Say that nice and slow for everybody. Content is king. Your pension at the end of all these crazy years you put in this business is something you can sell that's of value. When you no longer want to be in this business, you want to sell it to the sunset, get something you can sell. If you look at artists like Barry Manilow, he sold his catalog. Tina Turner, he sold his catalog. They sold their rights to their publishing. Their rights, their, there has to be something at the end that you the can rainbow. The rainbow end. Yes, like Judy Garland, you know, you have to, there has to be a light at the end of the rainbow. We don't do that. Uh, listen, it's, un, it's sad, Manny, it's unfortunate. All my guys, they, they, have, they, they got nothing. They, there's nothing to sign. Then you hear, oh, this guy had a stroke. Oh, Daryl, your buddy had a heart attack. Well, this, this is the question that you, when you're outside the business, people don't understand. They don't understand the parts of the publishing, the writing. They don't. A lot of these like groups didn't write their songs. They had a team of people behind them. You happen to be in the pit writing, and you know, part of that publishing that you know you get a piece of that. So that's you know that's like a pension. But most people don't understand that. That you know, how does such and such have all these great hits and they have nothing? They don't understand. I can explain that to you. Here's what happens. And it happens to me too. And by no means are these labels paying me all this amount of money. Not even hardly. Not even hardly. But I will say this. When you're a hot producer in the now, today, the labels will pay you because they need you. So they're going to make sure you get what you get. When you're OG like me and you had hit records back in the day, they have no need for you. So why should they pay you what you do when you no longer work with them? And you no longer talk to them. So they're not going to pay you. The labels that own these catalogs of all these hits, when they sell digital sales, they sell licensing deals for movies, or they sell for streaming, they're not taking the proceeds what they're supposed to allocate for the writers and the publishers, their portion. They're just keeping the money. That goes for all the major labels. Even the publishers. When you do a publishing deal, you think those publishers, they're the worst son of a gun's you think they're really paying the artists that sign pub- the writers that they sign publishing deals with? You got to be kidding! They don't pay you nothing. And and I'm an advocate for this stuff. You know, I am an advocate that you know you have to speak up for your rights. You have to speak up for your rights. You you have to. You know, then 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 they're never gonna say to you, "Hey, man, knock knock, who's there?" And we got to check for you. They're never gonna do that. They're never gonna do that. So I rebel, Lenny. So my thing is, well, they, they took advantage of me for many years. So you know what I'll do? I'll show them. So I'll go buy the rights to stuff myself so I can collect that money myself. That's how I looked at it. That's the only way to look at it because you'll get frustrated. And what are you going to do? Go back to the same people that screwed you in the first place to give them some more music. So it's like getting screwed again for old time's sake. What does that make sense to Why am I going to go back to those clowns? They already took advantage of me as a kid. I'm going to go there some more. Oh, okay, hey, hey, I got some new music for you. And you know what? They call me. Hey, Daryl, you want to do a credibility deal? Oh, based on your track record, we'll give you a deal at Universal. 
oh, we'll give you a deal. But you're just going to get screwed again. Unless you're hot. If you're hot as a producer, you're producing hot artists, yes. Then they will treat you fairly. Then you can make some money with them. Absolutely. And let's face it, when a major label gets behind it and they want to break you, nobody can do it better than them. Everybody's got the technology today. Anybody can record anything. You could be sitting in the bathroom with a, a record on your phone and record tracks. Everybody can upload to any platform they want. Now it comes down to, number one, who knows the business? The business. This is called the business. And who has the best songs? Who has the best recordings? But the business. That's what it comes down to, knowing this business. You cannot do business if you don't know business. You just can't. You're not going to. You just can't do it. The game is won and lost in the business. Not even who's the most talented. Look at these NBA players out here. Guys sitting on the bench are signing 50, 60 million dollar contracts. They didn't even play. Look at guys like, you know, Dr. J and Larry Bird and Matt. Those guys didn't make, as players, nowhere near the money these guys make now. Look at the baseball players. You think Hank Aaron and Reggie Jackson made all the money these guys make today? These guys signed 300 million dollar contracts with nowhere near the talent. And they get hurt. The minute they get hurt, they didn't want to play anymore. Oh, I'm hurt. I'm not going to play. Oh, I'm hurt. I'll call my agent. I'm yeah, well, like Yogi Berra and them played with broken bones. Right, right. And, and Phil Rizzuto right. and them sold yeah. suits in the wintertime yes. at the suit exactly. store. Can you imagine that? Right. They played the game. They played. You know, you know, everybody, you know, you know, these stars, even these stars today, they're making millions of dollars, these artists. You know what they say? I'm not going to record the next album. I'm going to renegotiate my contract. These guys just paid you. You just made millions of dollars. You can buy a bag of peanuts. He signed with that major label. Now, all of a sudden, you say, I'm not going to record this album. Oh, no, no. I want to renegotiate my contract. They're all spoiled. They're spoiled. How many artists died broke? Nothing. Not a quarter. Could you yeah. imagine doing that back then? Oh, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. I, I got to change your heart right now. The record's out. It's blowing up. Nah, take it all down. Stop all the presses. What they would have done to you. Oh, it's crazy, bro. What you know? But you're saying you're talking real truth. I'm going to assume that you are part of what we call a true student of the Hard Knocks University. My God! Oh my God! Let me, let me tell you, Lenny. I know you know I'm going to get going, but Lenny, I've paid a lot of dues, and I'm still paying them. You know, I'm paying them on a different level now. I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. I don't have to go make a record deal. I don't have to have a hit. Our children are going to eat. Our family's going to live. We'll do okay. Nobody's going to hold the benefit for Daryl Payne. We'll be okay. When I was younger, when I was younger, we had to have that money in order to make it the next month. We had to have that. And there's so many talented producers. Talented. I mean, could you imagine? A guy like Kashif, the guy called me a week before he died, asked me questions. Hey, Daryl, you know, how do you do this with this, with titles and back catalog and selling the publishing and getting advances? These guys were, were, were having a hard time. It's not his fault. This guy had more hits than anybody in our, in our circle. But where's the money? Nobody had money. Where's the money for all your hard work? Blood, sweat, and tears. We put our souls, we put our life in this music. We give our 
everything into the music for these labels to not appreciate you, to not want to pay you your part. And these guys live like fat cats and they sell their catalogs for crazy money. Let me tell you another thing. If it was up to me, if I had my way, when a late, if you've done a certain amount of music for Motown, and let's say Holland Doja or whoever, that 10% of music from certain eras was done by you, when that company sells, you should get a portion of that. You should get a portion of that. Right, in, in, in theory, but th- what do they get? Nothing. They get their writer's royalties or whatever. Half these artists don't even own their names. The major label owns their names. That's another they problem. They don't even own, they don't even own their names. It's, it's, and you would never believe. Let me tell you this, Lenny. Let me leave you with this. I feel sad. And this is no disrespect to artists. I go to these, these classic soul shows, and I love these guys. I'm not mentioning any names. People ask for autographs at this show. Hey, let me sign an autograph. Oh, my God, I'm taking pictures with so-and-so. The people in the audience have more money than the singers on stage or the stars of the show. Because the people in the audience, they work for the government. They work for the state. They were cops, they were teachers, they get pension, they get money. These artists might work one show a month, two shows a month, might not work. They don't have the money that they should have. And they deserve better. They deserve more. If, you know, and, and, and here's nothing that, that upsets me also. When we're doing our Legends of Classic Soul, everybody wants to howl, hey, Daryl, pay me the money. They all start screaming and howling. But they never scream and holler at the labels that sold their music at the prime of their career. When they was really selling names around, they don't say nothing to them. But to me, they can say something to me. So I just find that kind of odd. Why is that? Why do you think that? Because I know you had to sit there and genuflect for moments. Because you know why? Because they're scared of people that are not the same color as they are. That's why. Oh, so in other words, they're calling out a brother to brother. Yeah, right, right. If you come to me, you can come cry to me about, oh, girl, you give me this, girl, give me but the other guy, the other guy's color, you say nothing to them. And like I say, they got you at the prime of your career. You don't say nothing to them. Never make a demand, never sue them, nothing. Never. Absolutely never. Never. But if it's me, oh, that son of a gun, Daryl, he's always like, yeah, it's a joke. And all I'm trying to do, you know what? I do this out of the love of, of, of doing it. I didn't need to do this. I was Daryl Payne for whatever it's worth. Long before I did a Legends of Classics. So people know me all over the world, believe it or not. And I'm not acting like I'm all that, but I'm well known all over the world without producing conscious in anybody. But we can't we, we can't leave you without this. Yes, sir. Because six decades of knowledge is gonna it's gotta be summed up into this. Mm-hmm. A new kid comes to you, new artist, and says, Uncle Daryl, you know, mm-hmm. where do I start? What do I do? Because people don't understand the game. Like you get it from both sides. You've lived the original dinosaur business and you also live. And I call it the dinosaur business because it does no longer exist as what we remember it, the vinyl physical business. Mm-hmm. And you also understand the algorithm and Spotify business. Mm-hmm. What do you tell a new artist? What do they, you sit them down. What do you tell them? What, what does Uncle Daryl Uncle Darryl yeah. tell us? The first thing I tell you is, is go into the studio, be as unique as you can. Try to be different than what's already out there. The world doesn't need another Drake. They don't need another, you know, NBA young boy. Be yourself. 
Do something that's unique. Get your numbers up. Get your Spotify numbers up. Get TikTok numbers. Get a following. Get a base. Because at least if you have a base and you have a core audience of yours that you can sell to, you can you can make a living in this business. And try to negotiate, you know, good deals. Learn the business. Learn that this is, you know, this business ought to be called, you know, you know, not the record business. It should be called, or the, or the, you know, the music business should be called business show. Learn the business before you do a show. Learn this business. You have to learn the business. Most people don't even know what licensing means. These artists, most people don't even know what's a licensing deal. What's a 360 deal. They don't even know what the terminology is. They don't even know. And you're at a disadvantage when you don't know these things. Learn the business. Educate yourself about the business. And know how to deal with your own contracts. You can't even trust lawyers to negotiate contracts. So you listen to a lawyer who's representing you, who's your lawyer today. Six months from now, two years from now, if you had a problem with that contract, he's not even your lawyer anymore. You have to understand what you're signing yourself. Understand what you're signing. Know what you want in your agreements and make sure you have these things in your agreements to protect yourself. You only look at the contracts when there's a problem. In my office here, I have two rooms dedicated with just files, contracts, thousands and thousands of deals, right? And we're digitizing, we're putting on Dropbox, we're putting on hard drives, but you always want to be able to cover yourself with paper, the contracts. You cover your butt with paper, having yourself organized. Most producers I know, they don't have none of their contracts. They couldn't, they could you even want to sue somebody, say, where's your contract? I don't even know where it is. They don't have their masters. They don't have the contract. They got nothing. They, right. And where do you begin with that? What do you do if someone comes right, to you and right, says, right, right, "Yo, man, I need you. Your uncle Daryl needs your help, bro." Well, wait. I need to see paper or or a JPEG. Let's say J, J, send me the JPEG. Email me. Email me the master. I don't have that. What do you do? What do you do? Right. They they, they don't have it. A lot of people don't have it. They just don't have it. Learn the business. You can do it. You can do it. How the hell you learn? Remember, remember the book? The business music book? You remember that book? Come on. That's right. You remember that book? The big brain yep. book, right? Yep. That book doesn't hold... You can't wipe people behind with that book today. No, no. It's a, it's a different day. And that's why I say, you know, you change with... You know, be today. Do things the way it's done today. Daryl? Yes. On the epitaph, when I say your name, Daryl Payne, how do we want to remember you? How do we want to remember you? I will say as a, as a person that was a part of the dance music community, hope, hope you realize and feel that I gave you whatever I had, whatever was there. I gave it my best. I tried to make you dance. And I wanted people to be able to forget about their troubles for that night when you was in that, when you was in that club and you felt the, the energy in the music, I tried to really put energy into music that I wrote and produced. I wanted you to feel it. And I gave it all. I gave it all. I mean, I gave you everything. I mean, Lord knows. I've, 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 I've given it up. I've, I've tried. And I might not be the most talented person in the world, but I gave you my best. If you bullshitted your way through it, you did a good job. I'll tell you that because you did a lot of bullshit to get there. <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> And still going through it. They're still going through it. I bet you are. I bet you're having to correct a lot of stuff. Are you going to write a book about all this? Are you getting ready to? Yes, I've been offered, you know, to do a couple of movies on my life story. So we're going to be talking to producers about that and people that I've been engaging to discuss that. 
it's an amazing story. Uh, you know, I've been kidnapped in this business at gunpoint. I mean, there's so much more to this, which I won't even get into in this conversation. You know, I've been through it, man. It's, you know, and I've survived it, you know, and, and, uh, and I love the music. It's all about the music. And, and it's just all about the music, man. It's, that's what it's no, about. we know that. And, and that's what we love about your story because it's so real. And of course, you can't tell everything. We want you to write that book. Mm-hmm. But one, one thing I wanted to, uh, just one other last, because I know you want to go and we don't want you to go, but we want to hold you as long as we can. What's the one record that you heard, that you made, and where was it that changed your life and said, holy smoke, I made it? I, I think I'd have to say the two, my two, three favorite records. I'd say it would be three. One would be Thanks to You by Cinnamon. And big shout out to Barbara Fowler, the lead singer. We have a brand new Barbara Fowler coming out in two days. Listen, we're going to give it to you. Barbara Fowler, big shout out. Much love to you. But I would say thanks to you. Congrats on Barbara Fowler. Congrats. Yes. yes. Beat the Street by Sharon Red. And I wish she was alive today. If she was alive today, she'd be making a lot of money. Because guess what? Her music oh is radio. I hear it every day. I turn on the radio. So do I. Fans email me all over the world. If she was working and performing, it'd be bigger because she'd be performing over these many years. So she hasn't been here. But big shout out to Miss Sharon Red and her sister, Annie Ford. Much love to you. I mean, she's, you know, she's an amazing talent. And I would say the other one is Never Give You Up by Sharon Red. Classic. Just anthems. And I Need You Now. I Need You Now, an absolute anthem. Those records excited me. Just, you know, I Need You Now. No News Is News is another one. Beat the Street. Thanks to you. It's All Right. Those songs, On a Journey by Electric Funk. Those songs really, when I hear it, it's like, wow. I look back and it's like, wow, did I do that stuff? Wow. Oh, yeah, you did it. Wow, you know, you know, and when you see the young kids, they call it boogie music in the UK. You see twenty-two-year-old kids dancing to this music, like they wasn't even born when the stuff was made. It's just, it's just, it's just a humbling experience. I would never believe that I would see this today because it's so many years ago. I'm just blessed to have you on the show. My pleasure. I want to thank you for having me. Daryl, write that book, brother. Yeah, I got to, man. There's so many stories. And big shout out to my mom, Roberta Payne, the late, great James Payne, my sister, Cynthia Uka. Just thanks for putting up with me, my wife, my children. Thank you, too. For, for and your legacy. Brother, your legacy and, is yes. bigger than you. The legacy is bigger than you are. You know what? A lot of people, my family doesn't believe that. They know. The crazy part is my family knows nothing about music. They can't even tell you any songs. They couldn't tell you any. My daughter looks at me like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's my father. That's my dad. That's my dad. That's all they say. That's all they say. They know nothing else. But you gotta, I'm going to say this also. Yo, your records were staples in the Paradise Garage. Changed the game, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Yo, that's ridiculousness. Like craziness. Forget about commercial <laughs> status, radio, right. top 40. It's wonderful. Those records have dropped today. The crowd goes like it was like they're brand new. Yes. You know what's funny? I'll leave it with this, Lenny. I would sit in the studio. I would say, here's what I did. I used to work on the sounds. Every bass sound, every keyboard sound, I worked to get the sound right. I just would just go to a patch and say, we're going to use a sound. I said, now, what sounds can we use that will sound good 40 and 50 years from now? That's the way I did it. Is that how you really thought? 
That's how I thought. You were, you were actually projecting yes. that you were thinking what yes. this is going to sound like in four decades. Yes. yes. And if I thought a sound would only sound good for four years, I wouldn't use that sound. But what the hell would make the difference? How would you know? Would you, your gut instinct or just that? Uh, it's your gut. Once you've done this, as long as I've done this, you have a feeling for what will what sounds will sound old, like even snare sounds. Sounds that have reverb in it, pop, pop. It sounds old. Well, for all the reasons, I hear a lot of those Jim and Jam Lewis records. Oh, yeah, they sound dated, dude. I, I cringe. I cringe because there's all reverb. I, I, but they were talented mofos. Listen, listen, those guys are phenomenal legends. They're up here. I'm proud yeah, of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. No question. But, but I know what you mean. When you hear it, you go, oh, that sounds dated. Right, it sounds dated, right. I hear the Johnny Jackson stuff. You know, I hear great production, but the sounds sound dated. So secondly, so let's just say it like this. You would say it in a in more of a sense of like being intuitive enough to see into the future. Yes. Through yes. through through the through what you're hearing, not even seeing. That's incredible, bro. See, that's yeah. unless you say that, because people were asking on the chat, do you use hardware still today, or are you using all inside the box? You right. kind of answered it now. Mm -hmm. And by the way, we're recording on a regular basis. We use a lot of times real musicians on some of this stuff. Uh, what? What's that? We, we're even using real musicians. Real? Real musicians. Big shout out to the Vern Williams and the Vintage Soul. Them boys be putting it down. Real bass player, real drums, real keyboards. Hey, man, we're coming, we coming with it. Now, and by the way, this recording studio we have here, we have state of the art. Every keyboard sound you can think of. Every drum sound, we have it all here. And we're shooting music videos in 5K, latest technology. You know, and by the way, go to streamworldentertainment.com. Stream yeah, make sure you get that, everybody. Make sure you'll you get that. Streamworld, streamworldentertainment.com. You'll see all the latest music we have coming out. Big shout out to Queen Aries. We did a remake of I'm Every Woman. That's coming out today, finally. And big shout out to all the people we worked with. I want to thank all the DJs from all around the world. This helped support me on this musical journey. Without you and the radio stations and the people that buy the music, I wouldn't be here still trying to make something out of the city. So I just want to say peace and love and many continued blessings and know that I love you all and stay safe and most importantly, stay alive and I love you all. Oh, Daryl, you're the best, brother. And we can't thank, thank you enough. And if you got demos, I guess, he's probably listening as an A&R because that's what his job is, to develop new talent as well. That's right. If you have any good music, send it to DarylPayne at live.com. You can find me on an Instagram on Daryl Payne Legend. All right. So I love you all. And I thank you, Lenny, for having me. I really appreciate the time. It's been great. And anytime you need me, I'm, I'm here. I, you did a great job, man. And uh, just thanks so much. for. I'm honored to be a part of your show. I appreciate it. Oh, man, brother. Thank you, Daryl. You gave us stories. I don't think anybody's ever really heard you speak like this. Mm -hmm. Yes. And how many people you have, careers you have touched and helped start. To, to a lot of people. Work. Yeah, and, and hopefully we can continue that. We're gonna That's what we want to make sure that you're there to do that because you're yeah. a visionary. You're definitely one of those, I, I would say, a visionary that we have to give ultimate respect and love. And Daryl, thank you again, brother. Peace, love, and harmony. Like Frankie Crocker said, one day more, one day less, of course. But with you, we will not be here. So thank you, man. Thank you. We want to thank you.
Everyone, I want to thank everyone around the world for tuning into True House Stories. You know how we do it each and every week. And before we go, I want to shout out that we have a Chicago favorite coming on, one of the new school, not really new school, old school, but Ron Carroll's coming on. You know his Lucky Star records. You know he sings. You know he DJs. You know he produces. He's on next week right here on True House Stories. We got the incomparable Ron Carroll, vocalist, DJ, writer, producer, kind of like Daryl, doing the thing, brother. You got to have different hats in this business to make it. And listen to what Uncle Daryl said. Know what you are signing. Know what you're signing. Daryl, thank you again, brother. Namaste to everyone. Good night, everyone around the world. Thank you, Daryl. Don't leave. And thank you all. You're all going to leave me. We'll see you all next week. Thank you.